Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com and thank you once again for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on... Tw- oh, I should probably be tell you who I am. My name is Jeff, or Baron Fang, your usual host, and today I am joined by Goose. How are you, Goose? I'm doing well. And by Tony. How are you? Doing well, sir. Doing well. You know, it's funny. I almost said it's just going to be a threesome today, and then I realized, yeah, I probably shouldn't say that for this topic. Not the the best choice of words, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, But, yeah, you can follow uh, follow us on Twitter, at Enthusiacs, or our YouTube channel, Simply Channel Enthusiacs, where all our video content and Let's Plays reside. Um well, let's get down to it uh, first. Uh, what's everyone been playing? Uh, for myself, I uh, played a little bit of Gauntlet this last week. Uh, one of the many, many reiterations of uh, Gauntlet that date back to the original arcade version. And uh, a strange adventure game called uh, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Um, that is not nearly as interesting as the name might suggest. Uh, what have you been up to, uh, Tony? Uh, so I was playing Darksiders 2, and so uh, I encountered a lovely game-breaking glitch uh, about a few <laughs> hours in. Yeah. Um, was about ready to throw my controller at the wall once I found out, because it wasn't something that was apparently, uh, you know, like I, I wasn't, I was just confused as to why I couldn't progress any further. It took me forever to figure out, like, no, I've just hit some rare bug. But <laughs> so I put that down. Maybe I'll pick it up in a few years again. Did uh, you ever play the first Darksiders? Yeah, I did actually. It's been a it's been a long time, but um, yeah, I, I did many many years ago. Three sixty, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Uh, anything else beyond that, or? Uh, actually, re uh, downloaded um, uh, Fallout Shelter on my phone. I uh, <laughs> saw something about them putting a whole bunch of updates in and quests and all that, so I've been uh, giving that another go. Yeah. How about you, Goose? Ironically, I also re-downloaded Fallout Shelter just a few hours ago, actually. <laughs> And otherwise, I've been playing a lot of Witcher 3. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get to the topic at hand. And as I alluded at the start, so this is a, this is a topic that I uh, suggested we cover, oh, God, going back about three years ago during our violence uh, podcast, which was a fairly early point streak. Um, a talk on violence in gaming sort of led me to the... Uh, realization that you know we should probably uh discuss sex in gaming at some point so uh we brave three souls <laughs> will cover the uh interesting topic of sex in gaming and sexual content in gaming um it's come up a little bit recently and uh, yeah i wanted to uh i wanted to get to this while the topic was still hot uh no pun intended uh so I'm sure I am not the only one that it's occurred to, and certainly not the only one that's ever mentioned it, that um, there is an amazing double standard in games when it comes to sexual content if you frame that against the fact that violent content is so commonplace. It's, I, I, when you think about it from a really objective perspective, there, there really shouldn't be any reason why one would be more... <laughs> Uh, okay than the other, but uh, even right down to the parents of kids playing games, everyone seems, and for that matter, the people that put these arbitrary ratings on games, people get 
their backs up a lot more about sexual content than they do about violence. Uh, and, and I mean, I'm not just talking about like Nintendo level violence uh, where you punch somebody and there's a little cloud, a puff of smoke and a few stars or something. I'm talking about like right up to the heads off, limbs off, bloodiest stuff that you can imagine. Uh, there are people that seem to be pretty nonchalant about, uh, about that. And yet, will suddenly get the vapors anytime sexual content comes up. Uh, and I just, I thought that would be a topic that would be interesting to discuss uh, from the perspective of three people who are pretty unflappable, pretty hard to offend. Is that, is that fair that we all sort of share that, <laughs> that characteristic? I, I, I'd say so. Um, well, let's, uh, let's just, let's just start by, going back to our own personal histories with this and, and it'll be interesting to see how what age we were what's the first game goose that you could say that you encountered uh that you can remember having significant or notable amounts of sexual content in it and and what age were you <laughs> without, hey, without dobbing yourself in what what age this, were you yeah this this goes back a ways this is actually <laughs> i want to say it was only it was an old atari game it was um, Custard's Revenge. Oh God! With, yeah, this this is the, oh. my first foray into this. My um, my granddad actually bought this game. Oh my goodness! For, and he he for the funny, uninitiated, him, could you uh, could you just give it a brief description for for the the people in our audience who might not be aware of this horrendous game? For the uninitiated, let me bring you in. The the point of this game is you are Custard trying to dodge arrows so you can. Have sex with an Indian. That's about the cleanest way I can put this. <laughs> Isn't she like tied to a cactus or a tree or something? See, see, see now you made it weird. Yeah. See? So, <laughs> now it's weird. Okay. So do I? Do I want to know how old you were when you encountered this inadvert- inadvertently or otherwise? I was seven. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow, Tony. Did, so much about Goose just became clear. <laughs> it, you know, it explains a lot. <laughs> Well, I, I don't think Tony and I are going to top that. We'll see. What what would have you? What would your uh, uh, first foray, virtual experience, whatever you want to call it, be, Tony? Um, probably no surprise here. I did have to think about it, and I'm actually looking up when it was released so I can figure out how old I was. Um, but it would have to be Grand <laughs> Theft Auto Three. Um, so what? That came out in looks like 2001. So I would have been probably around 13 or so, I think. Um, so yeah, so or 12 really. So, um, but I mean. I don't know. I guess it's debatable. I mean, obviously, I'm referring to the hookers. Um, yeah, the shaking cars. The were, were there lap dances in three, two, or is that I in later iterations? No, no. Pretty sure that was only in four or five. Anyway, certainly a a pretty mature game in a lot of ways, uh, and uh, it, it it would be uh, remiss of me not to mention the infamous hot coffee patch. Everyone remembers this. This this was uh, I think it was the PC version only, and as a console peasant, Tony, I'm sure you were uh, shattered to learn that you couldn't in- include this. But I don't remember it very well. But I do remember that it seemed to unlock some content that was there that was removed, overridden, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. So the, I the, think the patch sort of put stuff back in, didn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was in the code, but, you know, obviously they took it out. I actually saw something on this not too long ago. Um, but it was, yeah, it was basically just another mini game where you were just basically screwing on top of a couch. And it was like there was a meter that you were trying to fill up, you know, the faster you could press the button. Um, 
So yeah, uh, I never experienced that, but I'm very well aware of it. Yeah, yeah. For myself, um, it would have been, uh, and this is a this is a series that I'll mention a little bit later, as as I'm sure it was uh, ground zero for a lot of uh, of young PC gamers of my generation. Uh, the the infamous uh, Leisure Suit Larry, uh, which, in addition to having a lot of body humor, did have some pretty sexual content. Certainly. Uh, Certainly um, should not have been played by a, uh, a 11 or 12 year old as I was when I uh, um, <laughs> when I first tried it. Um, it's a game that's been remade a few times, and I, I think there have been oh goodness, there's probably been at least nine or ten iterations of the game. Um, it it was uh, it was out there, and and as somebody who had, was interested in all the other Sierra titles. Uh, that combined with the fact that there was, you know, some titillation on offer made it just too mu- too much for me to uh, <laughs> to ignore. Uh, it was also one of the first times in a game that I ever saw things put in a game that I, I can remember a couple Larrys where you actually had to sort of prove that you were an adult through the purpose. I think it was Leisure Suit Larry three. You had to actually do a little trivia sequence when you first booted the game, and I guess I guess the thinking was is that only adults would know these references. And in a pre-internet age, a kid just wouldn't have this stuff at their fingertips, so to speak, to be able to get in. But uh, you know what? I do remember hearing about that too. But wasn't there actually a way around that? Oh, absolutely. Think... Yeah, there there were ways around it. <laughs> there were ways around the copy protection in just about every just about every Larry Larry game. So, yeah. Um, well, getting back to the double standard that I mentioned, I'll start with you, Goose. What I mean, what why is it? I mean. I know this is a pretty deep question that goes beyond just games and, and, and certainly applies to other media, TV and, and movies as well, but why the double standard? Why do people get their knickers in such a twist about sexual content in games and so, there's just so much... You ha, the, the, the level of violence has to be almost unspeakable in order to even get people's attention. What, why the difference? I think the main problem with it and the why it is such a double standard is for whatever reason, people have a very different opinion when it comes to sex than they do when it comes to violence. Now, the why of that can be laid at a lot of things' feet, but I think when you break it down, it's because when people hear sex, they immediately, for lack of a better word, clench up, whereas <laughs> violence – We've all we've become so desensitized to violence over the years that it doesn't really bother us anymore. Whereas, sex still has that taboo status on it that violence used to have, but now in these times doesn't really anymore. Hmm. How about you, Tony? Is 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 there any is there any one reason for it, or is it is this just too complex to boil down? I think it, it's probably you know it's probably a different number of things, but one thing I think you know, that might have, you know, something to do with it uh, is, you know, again, something that was completely unrelated, well, somewhat unrelated, uh, that I was watching some documentary or something on this, um, is, uh, you know, obviously, I think it's more of like a Western thing, you know, with, you know, obviously like the U.S. um, and their cultures, like being new countries, you know, like trying to, you know, um, develop like what is standard, I guess, you know, like what is generally accepted, but you know, because it was interesting, I was watching something on uh, Japan and how, you know, obviously they're having like real, you know, birth rate problems um, and all that. But that country has been around for so long and established that they, you know, have those standards and they've um, like they've become desensitized to sex, mm. um, essentially. So I, I think it's more of like a 
a culture thing really in what yeah. country you're in. It's, um, it's, it's definitely something that's more prominent, obviously in like the U S yeah. I'm sure, maybe, you know, the UK, uh, maybe Australia, obviously Australia, but, um, uh, yeah, so I think culture is probably, you know, one of the biggest factors, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there is a tendency to, to think sometimes unfairly of the U.S. as uh, because of its uh, of its history and how it was founded as a bit more puritanical about these things. And, and maybe the Europeans are a bit more blasé about it. As somebody who used to live in Australia, I can tell you, though, that they have a, uh, they, they sometimes have a very um, patrician uh, over overly sensitive view of of games they'll, they'll ban they'll ban games for just about anything there so, uh, so I, I wouldn't let them off the hook um, is there a difference though when it comes to I know that Larry is a good example of this when it comes to like just body humor that involves sex versus games that are actually mature like I'll give the example I don't know if either of you are familiar with Conker's Bad Fur Day I think that yep. has a has a reputation yeah. of being sort of uh, uh, I don't know if tongue in cheek is the right word for it, but it doesn't exactly take sex seriously, does it? Uh, whereas, I, I mean, let's just give an example. This is a, a series that's all ne- very near and dear to our hearts. I can remember back to two thousand seven and the controversies, which just seem absolutely laughable now. Uh, in the lead up to Mass Effect being released, I mean, do you remember how it was being spoken about? <laughs> about as about oh, how, uh, and then you play the game and like there's no insert this into that or or any mechanical, <laughs> you know, it's not a sex simulator, it's not a you can screw anything in the galaxy simulator, it, and it never was, but that's what it became, <laughs> you know, this this huge storm in the in the teacup. Yes, it was a fairly mature game, and yeah, there was some racy stuff there, perhaps. But, it, you know, the, the controversy was, I mean, you, you, you played Mass Effect early on, Goose. You must, you must have played the game and been like, what was that all about? Why, why did anyone, <laughs> why was anyone thinking that was controversial? Well, when it comes to most things people say are quote-unquote controversial, it's usually much ado about nothing. But like you said, in this one in particular, the headline literally read Mass Effect Sex Simulator question mark. So yeah. it's like. Did that person actually play this? Yeah. I, I remember watching those. Uh, I actually just recently saw them not so long ago, the uh, the Fox News reports on that. And I, I remember exact, exactly that headline. But yeah. uh, I, it was maybe just a slow day over there at Fox News. Who, who really knows? I guess. I mean, by the time I got around to playing Mass Effect, which was admittedly a couple years after it, it came out uh, on, on PC, more than a few years after it came out, I remember, you know, barely thinking about it until it happened you know (laughs) and being like oh yeah that's right this this is this was the thing that uh managed to capture the attention of a a certain corner of the media for some reason and then fast and then of course guys fast forward but it doesn't go away entire entirely you fast forward to, to early 2017 and what what happened earlier this year someone made a Fairly non-serious. Someone on the development team said him fairly non-serious. Mass Effect Andromeda is basically soft porn content. Soft porn. And yep. it was everywhere on every game site. And you know what? <laughs> I think any gamer read that and was like, "Yeah, that's just someone being over the top." You know, in 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 terms of talking about the game and 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 pumping it up and and trying to hype it. But I, I mean. Yeah, it wasn't a puritanical response, but notice how it got 
everybody talking about that game. <laughs> you know, like maybe that was part of the reason why uh, it didn't hit sales expectations, or whatever the case <laughs> may be. But if maybe if we go back to the original Mass Effect, real quick, I just wanted to throw in too, especially of how absurd that whole controversy was yeah. when they called a sex sim- simulator. I didn't even know that that was in the game when I first bought it. Um, <laughs> I got it fairly soon, so I actually my I remember my very first playthrough. I I didn't romance anyone. I didn't even know that was you know I was kind of new to um to RPGs at the time. But and you know like yeah, I did a complete playthrough without any of that stuff. Wow. Yeah. You know, is is a simulator? Aren't you supposed to do that? You know, <laughs> that's just how. And he saw the report and dove right back in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another. Uh... I, I should mention another good game, and Goose, you can, and possibly you, Tony, I don't know if you know this series well, a, a, a series that certainly treats sex in a very different way, and in fact, probably, you could argue, makes fun of the concept in other games quite well, is, of course, Saints Row. Uh, I mean, Goose, you're a big Saints Row guy. What what does Saints Row do with as far as sex and sexual themes are concerned better than other games? Or, or you know, is it is it just a the parody and and it's and it and there's nothing deeper than that or is there more to it i think in a way what it does like you said is definitely making fun of the way games treat quote unquote sexual content but at the same time i think it's making the statement that it's really not that big a deal Mm -hmm. as you brought up earlier we're literally popping people's heads off but this is what gets people's attention it almost feels like it's some sort of a tongue-in-cheek commentary about the way we look at gaming. Yeah. You sampled any uh, Saints Row yourself, Tony? Yeah, actually, uh, the third game, I think, and then there was the, the Get Out of Hell DLC, I think, that yeah. was free. Both The only reason, I mean, they were fun games. It was just they were free. But, um, uh, yeah, I think, you know, I think it, it is really more of a parody thing. Like, that, you know, everyone kind of knows, like, the way that, that game or that franchise is marketed is just, it's over-the-top ridiculous, hmm. you know, humor-like. So any sexual content really shouldn't, be viewed as you know like real i guess i know that's not like the right word but you know it's it's it is parody and and i've never despite the fact this is a game where you can apparently use a giant dildo as a weapon i've never (laughs) i've never heard it spoken about in a controversial sense it seems to get a a free a free pass i'm noticing a pattern you know the games that don't really take sex seriously it's like that's the only way we can accept sexual content in our games is when it's a laugh (laughs) <laughs> Any time it's taken seriously, uh, it seems to be controversial. Now, a recent game where that that uh, that case seems to be flipped a little bit is uh, a game on Steam that was temporarily removed uh, called House Party. And as best I can tell, the the point of the game is essentially just to try and convince chicks at a simulated frat party to sleep with you and then... I think what Steam had a problem was is that some of the actual, uh, sorry, let's say end game scenarios were a bit too explicit for the Steam store, and I and I and I guess they're actually I didn't know I don't know if you guys know this but apparently there are standards that can be circum uh, there there are certain standards that you can fail whatever they whatever they are apparently this game did it and they and they patched certain things out of course as you can imagine there's a community out there that very very quickly <laughs> stepped in to uh, de-patch it. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, what does it say that, a, that a, you know, what does it say that there... I thought about this earlier today. I thought there is a game called Hitman. Both of you are undoubtedly familiar with the series that is essentially creative ways to kill somebody, right? <laughs> Within certain canned scenarios. 
And in, in great costumes. Yeah, and in great costumes. And yet a game where the whole point of it is simply to get through to a sexual goal is is somehow uh not okay uh and and certain people have, have objected to it i i i really don't get that double standard i mean you know there's there's a t- and obviously there's a ton of dating sims which i won't spend any more time on <laughs> on like steam where simulator. yeah yeah dating simulators <laughs> etc where essentially the end game is some vague goal in some cases and something far more explicit in others and they seem to get a pass but I don't know. Uh, it, it really is weird. Um, you know, even going back just to speaking, staying with Hitman, I remember when um, Hitman Absolution had a trailer that came out, hmm. and people people got all up in arms because it um, sexualized whoever was in it. I'm thinking this is a game where yeah. literally you are choking people with wire. Yeah. But this is what bothers I think there you. may have been sexy nuns, possibly. I, I might be... Oh yeah, might be That's that. what it was. Yeah. Well, setting aside all the uh, <laughs> the double standards, um, does sex sell in games, Goose? Like, do do you see do you see it as a a, a successful <laughs> I don't know feature? <laughs> Is that the right word for it? Is it something that you can put in a game and expect to get? Uh, attention and thus sales numbers or do you have to approach it in a particular way or does it hurt is it literally the opposite can it can it hurt a game's sales i think it really depends on how it's handled going that we were talking about earlier the more tongue-in-cheek games tend to do better with that kind of content people are more open to playing it yeah whereas if you take if it takes itself too seriously you run the risk of people who are like, okay, this is too much, a little too, they're uncomfortable with it, etc. Whereas if it's just a joke, then it's not really pushing anybody's buttons. It's not really getting under anybody's skin. It's just a goofy joke. Yeah. So I think it can work like a double-edged sword. So some for some people, it'll be like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of funny. And for other people, it can be, I don't want to play this. Yeah. Duke Nukem's a game that tries to walk that line, sometimes fails, sometimes succeeds. <laughs> at least at least the Duke Nukem's I played back in the day, anyway. I, I, I assume the uh, more recent iterations are of a similar bent. Um, Tony, uh, does sex sell, as, as far as you're concerned, or, or is, is, it a, a, is it a question of execution? Uh, well, I was just going to say that. Well, not even not even so much execution, but I think it's more so. Yes, I think it sells, but to a to a different extent. So I think like with marketing, mm-hmm. it, you know, it sells. So I guess more or less it does. But I mean, as far as like the game itself having, you know, certain themes or even like you know mechanics or whatever that deal with sex is, does that sell? No. But does you know if you have Warcraft on a on a cover at a game store, you know, and you walk in and you see that, may, you know, yeah, I'm sure that's you know conjured up a few sales that way but as far as again with the game mechanics and that like what's the content the actual content of the game no like i you know personal experience like i would never i never look at a game like i never look at you know the mass effect uh marketing and say oh it's soft porn and i'm like yes i you know like that is what's going to drive me to buy that <laughs> <Yeah>. game <laughs> sold <laughs> so yeah i mean yeah i think it does just again in a in a different light in a different kind of context rather than you know like this game has sex and it buy it you know it, yeah. well i guess that that's more the marketing you know but yeah. i don't think people actually go out of their way to buy it for the sex or you know whatever it is that's in the game yeah i don't know i think there's certain series 
and Witcher and Mass Effect and to a certain extent Saints Row are among them. I think there's probably a certain subset of the audience that that likes those games that gets a kick out of the sexual content. I mean, any fan base that's really married to a to a game is going to hate when it steers away from its core DNA, I guess. Um, so I have to think at least at least the games that do it right, people like it, and aren't. I can't, I can't think of many popular games in which there have been a sea of fans saying, hey, this, I, I would, I'd love this game more if you just strip all of the maturity and sexual content out of it. But right. I don't know. Um, it's, I, I, guess, I guess you're right. It is just ultimately how well it's done or how well it's not done. On that subject, uh, Goose, have you ever played a game or a game series that really gets it wrong where it seems out of place or forced or awkward or you know, unintentionally hilarious? Honestly, going this is just me, but the first um, Dragon Age title, <laughs> to me, it didn't so much handle it wrong. It just handled it weirdly, yeah. to where like you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily like see a build up. It would just all of a sudden you're having a conversation and then, well, bang, okay, like wait a minute, <laughs> we we if we took a turn here, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> and the same the same can be said actually a couple different spots in that franchise where is where you just want to look at them like okay what was the goal here yeah whereas other games other games even by the same studio have been handled much better mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i i'd say over time bioware has gotten more um nuanced I think <laughs> in how they handle it. And that's not to say that sometimes it isn't cringe inducing. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit that a moment that I beat mass effect Andromeda, I immediately went to YouTube and watched all the various romance scenarios that I hadn't done just to, you know, <laughs> I'm not the only one who's done it. I'm sure. And some of them were well done and some of them not so much. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, certainly a, a step up from the early days. Uh, Tony, any uh, any series or, or game you can point to that's that was particularly uh, meh or laugh-inducing or just uh, awkward <laughs> in the sexual department? I mean, that weren't trying to be. Uh, honestly, uh, going back to the the first experience with Grand Theft Auto Three, it was honestly even as like a however old I was, twelve or whatever. Like I laughed at the you know just the car shaking. Like I, I thought that was just mm-hmm. funny. I don't know if that was meant to be that way or if they like thought that was going to be a serious representation of you know that going on yeah so i do remember finding that funny and i don't know that that was intended but um i mean yeah again uh saints row i think does a great job with it but again i mean they're they're trying you know they're, i don't think they're they're not trying to portray it seriously yeah for me uh i'd have to say probably the most awkward i've ever seen in a game is is heavy rain uh i i for for a game oh, that God. has some good animation they they the two characters heads as they came together just didn't quite... <laughs> it still gives you nightmares yeah yeah exactly it's, it was like two corpses <laughs> running it was just like really really bad that was terrible yeah i had forgotten about that yeah. and you know this is a game that sort of prided itself on the control scheme and the you know interactivity and not, not that i was expecting it to be you know uh mechanical so to speak but it, it just it, yeah i remember the first time i saw that uh those two people grab one another passionately and it was just like, oh god <laughs> like uh, i'm too close to the screen for this 
Um, another one that gets mentioned, and I haven't seen it yet myself, as I installed this game years ago and still haven't played it, but apparently the first Witcher game gets a lot of shit for uh, how it handled... The, the, apparently there's this weird trading card bit where every time oh, yeah. Geralt bangs a chick, there, you get like a, a dirty playing card to remember her by. <laughs> apparently that was not executed in the mo- most... Uh... <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and it's not to say that uh, that's not to say that The Witcher, you know. Well, look, I I think it's fair to say, as someone who's not really sampled the series, is that The Witcher got a little better at uh, approaching the subject, uh, a li- a little less um, <laughs> puerile, <laughs> possibly, <laughs> as time went on. Uh, which which brings me to my next question. Um, maturity in gaming or mature games it's something that you hear now and then i think there's even uh, i could be wrong with this but I, I i think that's even a steam category or a tag that you can apply to descriptions of games very often um if you want to if you want to make a game mature or at least you want to phone it in sex seems to be a seen as a, a sort of an easy way to get there um i mean what goose for you is sexual content by definition a necessity for a game to be mature or is that that just something that potentially could be included but a game could still be mature without going there or is there an is there an example that you can point to really that doesn't that, that doesn't really uh lean on that too heavily I feel like if you're going to add it to your game, it has to have a point mm. if you're going for the, quote, yeah. mature option. Now, if you're just trying to conquer bad fur day comes to mind, if that's what you're doing, well, then swing for the fences and do your bit. But if you're going for, like, a more serious tone, take, for example, the Witcher series or Mass Effect mm-hmm. or et cetera, then what you have to make sure you do with it is you have to, first of all, you can't make it a joke. And secondly, it has to be relevant to the story. Yeah. You can't you can't just willy nilly, for lack of a better term, throw it into like you said. Look, we're mature. Mm-hmm. I hate to bag on Bioware again, but this is what it felt like when playing Andromeda. Mm. It felt like they felt like they put in the quote unquote sex scenes just to say, see, look. We have sex scenes. In fact, it's very telling. One of the first updates they patched in was where you could just skip it entirely. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, how about you, Tony? Uh, is it is it a, a necessity for for a game to be quote unquote mature, or is it just a, a, a potential route that that can be done or not? Uh, and and is it just something that that lazy developers will throw in in order to achieve that, you know, vaunted maturity status. I, yeah, I don't think it's required, but I mean, I, and I, I agree with goose. Like it, it has to have a point, you know? Um, but again, I, I like, I, like we're just, you know, dumping on by at this point. <laughs> um, I mean, again, like going back to, like I said, I, I didn't even have any of that stuff in my first playthrough. So like, it's, you know, it didn't need that obviously. Cause mm-hmm. I, I, you know, enjoyed the game, the experience without it. Um, was it still mature without it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, it still had, you know, you know, quote unquote, mature themes to it other than sex. For sure. Obviously, you know, violence probably being the most, you know, most prominent. But, yeah, I, I don't think it's it's a requirement. Yeah. Not at all. I'm trying to think of a game that would have had nudity in it that didn't have, quote unquote, sexual content. I can think of a lot of movies but I can't really think I don't know that I can think of a game. I, I, I think generally speaking, when they go nudity in games, 
it's in support of sex generally, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I mean, that that probably be an interesting frontier. Not not that I'm pulling for it exactly, <laughs> literally or figuratively, but uh, well, actually, to that point, isn't there a uh, there's a game on Steam or PC mm-hmm. um, where is oh god, what is it? Um, it's it's you know it's a survival game where you start out naked. Um, oh yes, uh, is that the forest? No, well, I mean, I'm, there might be more than one game like this, but there was. It's like, is, is it something barbarian? God, this is gonna drive me I nuts. I know the but... game you mean because there was a penny arcade about it, and in, of course, in the in the comic, you know, everyone's bits are blurred out, and that's part of the joke. I, I know, I know the one you mean. I just can't remember it. But yeah, everyone starts <laughs> nude, and it, there's nothing sexual about it. It's just you're meant to be like completely screwed <laughs> somewhere exactly. in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it has been done uh, at least once, anyway. But yeah. Um, so is there I, I know often on the on the podcast I will ask about what would you like to see and I do feel awkward asking the question but I'll go there what the hell Goose is there is there, is there something that you'd like to see that you haven't seen done before as far as sexual content in a game or, or, or the subject that you've not seen in a game or, or that you think deserves to be explored that, uh, that that you haven't seen previously I feel like that where a lot of games pull back from the sexual idea is they think it's more about the one-time thing. I wouldn't mind seeing a, goal, a game in which you're playing, yeah, exactly. yeah, in which you're playing. I wouldn't mind seeing a game in which you play as people who are already together. Mm. So sex is not necessarily a quote-unquote end goal. You're not trying to hook up with this person, but it's more of like they're already a couple. They're already together. So there isn't really that. It's not really a goal as much as it is just going back to what Pony and I were saying earlier. It's just part of the story. Yeah. It's well, I don't think we've actually seen that before. Yeah, you're right. It is, uh, it is, and Bioware, once again with Bioware, it is very often an end goal, something that happens near a climactic, no pun intended, scene or, or part of the story. Um, it's, it's something that has to be worked towards, <laughs> you know. Uh, it, it isn't just something that happens organically or, or, well, rarely organically. More often, it just seems like it's a railroad that you're on. And, and as long as you keep being nice, you're going to get there <laughs> eventually. Um, yeah, it's a good point. Tony, any anything that uh, you'd like to see done differently or maybe a game that tried it and failed uh, as, as far as sex is concerned? You know, honestly, no. Um, I'm like, I'm really trying I'm to good. think about it. <laughs> no, it's well, you know, because I mean, it's it's like because I just don't see like you know, obviously, again with the the hot coffee mod thing, like it was an actual kind of like mechanic where you just basically just pressed X to like increase your thrust or whatever it was. But like, <laughs> I I don't care for you know, like I I'd rather you know, I don't find that like an interesting or um you know desirable mechanic. Like that's not something I would buy a game for. It's not, but at the same, it's not something that would steer me away from it. Um, but it, it's just, you know, not something for me anyway. So no, I mean, there's, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll come back to you and, uh, you know, on the next point streak, I'll just randomly board out something about sex when the topic is something completely different. But <laughs> no, there's nothing I can think about right we, now. We can only, we can only hope. I, I'm with you, Goose. I, I would like to see, I would like to see the possibility that it uh, could just, you know, happen as part of a storyline or something. And not have to be some sort of a fetch quest or <laughs> or other thing. Um, I mean, I'm all for player choice, and I think we're we've all we've all been fan of games that have that. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 I think it's too often just 
a chivo for for lack of a better word or, or a um a notch <laughs> so to speak um yeah uh and and it's funny I, I can't really think of a i can't really think of a game that i could use as, as an exam as an example one that's um I, I there maybe there is one out there but uh not not one that uh that i can think of um Look, I'll circle round to back where we started. Goose, do you ever see that double standard changing? Do you ever see us getting to the point culturally or whatever you want to call it where we're as relatively blase about one or the other or alternately where the violence and sexual content are dialed to be almost equal or is there always going to be more acceptance for one versus the other? Honestly, I think, and it's going to be, I think, go out sooner than we think, that eventually we're just going to get to the point where it has the same blasé as the violence does. Just in my own relatively short gaming life, I've noticed a large change from the way people looked at it in, say, the late 80s mm-hmm. to the way people look at it now. Yeah. So I figure maybe maybe five, ten years from now, it probably won't even be as big a deal as violence is. Mm. How about you, Tony? Where do you see it? Uh, you know, five, ten years in the future, perhaps. Well, I, I I agree. I think eventually, or God, at least I hope it. You know, it will become you know more accepted. It's not this kind of like taboo thing. Um, but how much time that's going to take, I'm not sure. Especially you know, again, speaking from the United States kind of point of view, mm. um, where it's just a, a melting pot of so many different cultures. Like to have a unified kind of culture. You know, the American culture that accepts it one way. I mean, that might be one thing, but then you have, you know, people of different um, backgrounds that, you know, may view d- things differently just yeah. because that's their upbringing, you know? So, I mean, I, I, I think there will be, I mean, but I don't think it's ever going to completely go away, it, you know, at least for some people or some groups of people. I think, but, uh, I don't know that I'm as um, convinced as you two. I, I think the number one impediment is going to continue to be the AAA industry. Um, I think as as long as there is this um, so, you know false recognition, uh, false uh, thing that says that you know video games are still largely for kids, I I th- I think companies are going to err on the side of steering away from something that they think is going to give a parent pause for buying. It. You know, uh, you know, we're we're reminded all the time, and we remind people all the time that adults play games, and in fact, probably the average gamer, if you just pick them out of the raw media in these days, is is somebody, you know, he's in their 20s or 30s and and can handle this stuff. But as as long as the the AAA uh, companies are are still going to rely on, you know, teen teenage boys as much as they seem to be obsessed with selling to. Um, I, I do wonder if, uh, you know, if it's going to get to the point where, um, w- you know, where, where they would be, you know, comfortable inserting it into, <laughs> God, I'm using a lot of unfortunate words, inserting it into games that, uh, that, you know, they might think, well, we're going to reduce the size of our audience or our potential market if, if we, uh, spook the parents, you know? Um, but yeah, I, 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 I do think in the middle market and the indie scene, I, th- I think over time, those areas where, you know, they know that their market is largely adults, um, I think they'll get to the point where it will become a lot more um, just normal and, and not uh, controversial. Uh, I, I don't know about you two, but I, I get tired of hearing about it, you know, <laughs> like of all of all the things that people want to whine about, uh, that that seems to be something that just is not, not really worth uh 
I mean, I, I, hate hearing, I hate hearing about it, too, when it's when it's unwarranted, unwarranted or unjustified. Again, like the whole Mass Effect controversy yeah. with Fox, like that was absurd. And it was, you know, not it wasn't taken correctly. But um, and I, I meant to actually bring this up uh, before when we were talking about House Party, you know, not necessarily playing devil's advocate because I kind of agree with it. But I mean, you know, the, I think part of that controversy was implying that you're, you know, Forcing, you know, illegal drugs on people, you know, mm. in order to have sex with them, which I mean, is it's illegal. It's a crime. So, I mean, to portray that as like acceptable, mm. you know, even though obviously it does happen, that doesn't make it right. But to portray it as an acceptable thing to do, maybe, yeah. I guess, was the, the concern there. But yeah, I mean, so when it's when it's unwarranted and unjustified, yeah, like I'm with you. I'm like jaded to it. I'm, you know, like whatever. Like it's, it's not even serious. I'm not going to waste my time getting involved with it. Yeah. Cool. Uh well, thanks, guys. Uh, three years late. <laughs> better, better late than never. <laughs> um, as I mentioned up the top, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Enthusiax, uh, for updates on what's going on with the site. Uh, our YouTube channel, Enthusiax, where the video content sits. Um, you can join in our forum discussions up in the top right-hand corner of Enthusiax.com. There's a link there to join in. Our email address for this podcast is pointstreak at enthusiasts.com if you have any questions, feedback, or any suggestions for show ideas. Thanks again to my guests, uh, Tony and Goose. Uh, thank you for listening, and join us again next time on another episode of Point Streak. Thank you, guys. See ya. Thank you.